It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to the Under the Hood podcast, the official podcast of the Indy Fuel. I am Andrew Smith. Glad you've joined us as we close down the month of March, move into April, which means it's almost playoff time in the hockey world. The Fuel have clinched a playoff spot for the second time in three years as they will be opening up the Kelly Cup playoffs on Friday, April 21st. We have the home dates posted for the first round of the Kelly Cup playoffs. And also, tickets are on sale. Check IndieFuelHockey.com and Ticketmaster.com or stop by the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office to secure your playoff tickets now for the upcoming Kelly Cup playoffs. The Fuel will open the postseason on Friday the 21st, Saturday the 22nd at either Toledo or Cincinnati. Of course, that depends on how things shake out in the standings. And then the following Tuesday, Tuesday the 25th will be Game 3. Thursday the 27th of April will be Game 4. And if necessary, Saturday the 29th of April will be Game 5, the best of seven, before the series will shift back to Ohio for Games 6 and 7, if necessary, as well. So it's an exciting time, but of course, the Fuel still have a little bit of hockey left to be played in the 2022-23 regular season. As we record this, the Fuel have eight games remaining, five of which will be at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum to this weekend, March 31st, Sunday, April 2nd, to next weekend, Saturday, April 8th, and Sunday, April 9th, and then Fan Appreciation Night will be on April 14th before the Fuel finish the season with two road games, and then we get ready for the Kelly Cup playoffs. So an exciting time, and a lot of exciting things have happened with the Fuel here recently. On Sunday, they defeated the Kalamazoo Wings 2-1. to In doing so, they set a franchise record with 38 wins. They also have 80 points, which is too shy of the franchise record of 82 set two seasons ago. The Fuel also, with 21 road wins, have the most road wins in a season. And also, Alex Weidman tied the single-season record for points tying Ryan Rupert with 64 points. Ryan set that in 2019. Weidman has also broken the franchise assists record for a single season. He has 45. Ryan Rupert had 39 in 2019. He's also the career assist leader with 110 and is nine points back of Spencer Watson's club record of 176. Of course, Spencer set that earlier this season, and Alex Weidman has been hot on his tail. And with Spencer currently on injured reserve, we'll see if Alex Weidman can catch up with nine points in these last eight games. The Fuel have garnered points in five of their last six games, going 3-1-2 and two to wrap up the month of March, which they will do Friday the 31st against the Wheeling Nailers. It'll be the final meeting between those two teams this season before we move into April. Saturday at Toledo, Sunday at home against Kalamazoo. And then the final three home games of the season over the next couple of weekends. We'll preview those games coming up. Also, our guests on this edition of Under the Hood, Cam Gray, who had an outstanding game in goal on Sunday as the Fuel defeated the Kalamazoo Wings. Also, a couple of the newcomers to the team, Logan Nyhoff and Trevor Zins. You'll be hearing from them later on in the program. 
Last weekend, the Fuel dropped a 2 to nothing decision to Greenville in their first meeting since the 2021 Kelly Cup playoffs. It also was the first time the Fuel had been shut out at home since April of 2021 and the first shutout of any kind this season as they dropped a 2 nothing decision to Greenville. Saturday night, they fell behind the Kalamazoo Wings 2 nothing with two goals early in the second period, but the Fuel responded quickly. Chris Cameron scored and then... Just over a minute later, Andrew Blount scored. Later in the period, Andrew Blount's work on the forecheck led to Coltrane Wilson's goal that gave the Fuel a 3-2 lead. Blount hops on the loose puck, and it's forced off of his stick out to center. Chris Cameron able to sidestep the first forechecker. The Fuel back in the zone. Nyhoff feeds it across Blount. In a loop. Scores! Andrew Blount able to force it through Cormier, and the Fuel have tied the game at two. The puck controlled by Kalamazoo, but Balot's forecheck forces it in, loose along the end boards. Maximovich trying to dig it free. Kalisti and Balot as well. Balot wins the puck. Sends it up to the point. Here's a shot. Score! Coltrane Wilson from the point through traffic and the fuel have rallied from a two-goal deficit. They lead it 3-2. to two. It was a two-point night for Andrew Ballant. Kalamazoo's Kyle Rhodes, an old friend, former Fuel player, scored in the third period to tie the game, and the K-Wings ended up winning the game in overtime 4-3. to The two teams met again on Sunday to wrap up their weekend series. It's the 13th of 15 meetings between the Fuel and K-Wings, and again, the Fuel fell behind early after dominating the first period, outshooting the K-Wings 14-3, to they surrendered the first goal at 14-10 of the second when David Kiefer scored his second of the weekend on the power play. The Fuel headed to the third period, trailing one to nothing. Very similar to where they were on February 28th, trailing Kalamazoo one to nothing. Coming into the game, Indy had only won three times when trailing going into the third period. One of those was that February 28th game against the K-Wings. Could lightning strike twice? It did. 6.43 of the third period with a goaltender pulled for the extra attacker on a delayed penalty. Alex Weidman took a tour of the attacking zone, found an opening, and tied the game. Tries to shake past Callisti. Has a stick lifted but stays on the puck penalty coming on Kalamazoo. Weidman into the left wing circle. Shoots. Save. Rebound. Trickles it over to the right wing boards. Sent up to the point Luke Brown. Who's the extra attacker? Back to Wilson. Works it low. Weidman. Right wing boards. Brings it up high. Weidman over to the left side. Shoot, scores! Alex Weidman on the delayed penalty ties the game at one. The Fuel retrieving the puck with some consistent zone time. Draws the delayed penalty. They get the goaltender off the extra attacker. Get traffic in front and Alex Weidman Fires the wrister through the traffic, just patiently took it from the right wing boards all the way across the top. Looked for an opening, and it, the millisecond that opening created itself, Weidman wristed it right over the pad, glove side on Chion. Less than three minutes later, the Fuel got a five-on-three power play, and Alex Weidman and Max Golod teamed up to set up Chad Yetman for this one-timer that gave the Fuel the lead. Feeds over Golod, works it low. Weidman back to Golod, top of the circle. Low for Weidman again. 
Backdoor's not there, so he feeds Golod. Over to the right, left side. Yetman catch, release, back of the net. The Fuel lead it 2-1. Power play goal for Chad Yetman. The Fuel kept looking for the backdoor play. It wasn't there. So they worked it around to Yetman. Instead of working it low, they work it high to Yetman, who was posted up at the left side of the net. Chad Yetman, a power play goal at 9.30, and the Fuel lead it 2-1. Cam Gray had to be really good down the stretch. This save helped preserve the 2-1 lead and the victory. Kiefer up the far side. Roth centers for Copeland. Feeds it in front. Cam Gray absolutely robs Colin Sockerman and keeps this a 2-1 game. The victory set a franchise record with a 38th win of the season, 2-1 over the K-Wing, splitting the weekend series. The Fuel getting three out of a possible four points in that set. The Fuel and K-Wings will see each other again twice more, numbers 14 and 15 of their meetings this season. The K-Wings, the team, the Fuel will see the most this year. Sunday will be their final visit, April 2nd. That'll be a 5 p.m. face-off, and then the two teams will wrap up the regular season on Sunday, April 16th in Kalamazoo. Well, let's meet our guests on this edition of the Under the Hood podcast. And as we mentioned, it's three rookies joining us this week. One of them is fuel goaltender Cam Gray. He's kind of become the Sunday starter for the team. He's 5-2 and two on the season, made his first start in January, and has been really good since then. He's 5-2 and two with a 3.21 goals against average and had that victory on Sunday against the Kalamazoo Wings. Last season, he led Adrian College to the NCAA Division III National Championship, going 23-0 and in the process. And Cam Gray, ultimate great guy, Someone who's always smiling, always lights up a room, and was just waiting for his opportunity. And when he has had them, he has made the most of them. Here's our conversation with Fuel goaltender Cam Gray. Cam, we're getting down to the end of the season, and just describe what your rookie pro year has been like and how much you've enjoyed being a part of this team here in Indy. Yeah, well, I, I think it's been uh, been great. I think first and foremost, just having a good room of, of guys to kind of come into and uh, kind of show you the ropes things uh, early on um, definitely helped. And then, um, you know, just getting my first couple of games in was definitely uh, definitely helped us to get those under the belt and, uh, you know, get started. So you got that first start on the road in Iowa, and ended up winning your first start as well. How special was that? Uh, practicing, practicing, and just waiting your turn, and then getting that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was it was a tough couple of months, kind of getting established at the beginning. Um, but for getting that first win was awesome, and the guys were so happy for me, and, and that obviously went a long ways. Um, so I think just uh, getting that one under the belt was, was really good. As a goaltender, especially, it's kind of hard to break into this league. Describe what that journey has been like for you. Yeah, I think, um, you know, like you said, it's definitely hard to get established. There's there's not enough good spots for good bullies. And um, so just kind of finding my way uh, and, and trying to deliver what I can when I'm not in the net um, you know, on, on a nightly basis has definitely kind of helped to get established. In a way, is practice, especially early in the year, was practice really your game where you're 
using that to get as many reps as you can? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, you, you know you're practicing against some of the best guys in the league uh, each and every day, and so uh, they, they push you to get better. And you know, I try and be my best for them, you know, to help them get better. But it definitely helps. Having a goaltender as one of your coaches and Kevin Moore, how how good is that to have essentially a goaltending coach on staff here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it, a lot of the time what we go through is kind of uh, unknown or unnoticed, and you know, it takes a goalie mind like like Kevin's to, to really help us out, and um, it's been a lot of help for me as a rookie as well, just to have somebody that kind of understands what I'm going through on a daily basis. So he's somebody you probably played against in college, right? Would your Adrian team have been played have played a Saint Scholastic team at any point? Yes, yeah, yeah. We, we we would have, yeah, yeah. So he was actually uh, at Adrian, and then okay. uh, the following year uh, went to Saint Scholastica, and that's where Nate Pionk and mm-hmm. uh, Carson Rose got met him. So that's that's the connection there. Last year, national champion, you were undefeated in net. Uh, just describe what that year was like. And I know Coach Krug well. I know he had had so many kicks at the can and hadn't quite gotten over the hump. How, how good was that for you guys to be able to get over the hump and win that national title? Yeah, it was, it was an incredible year. Um, I think, you know, from the very beginning, we kind of had this feeling that we had a special group and kind of knew if we could stay out of our own way, uh, we'd, be, we'd be very poised to, to have a good chance to win it. And so just to kind of see the culmination of that at the end of the year to finally get the product we wanted was, was awesome. NCAA tournament time, what is it like as a goaltender when you're facing that one-and-done situation, and how do you approach that type of game? Right. Well, the, the margin of error just gets smaller and smaller as you progress throughout the year, and uh, you know, one one save or one one block or you know, um, that could be the difference between your season ending and you know your college career ending. And so, you know, just the the margin of error being very small, everybody's got to be extra extra dialed in. Describe yourself as a player. How did you get into playing, and and what was your path essentially to college, Daydream? Yeah, well, um, I think my dad got me into the game at an early age, and um, you know, I started as a defenseman, and I just kept jumping in front of the puck, and, and so he said, well, if you're going to just try and block the puck, let's just put you in some goalie gear and put you in the net. So I think that's how I got started, and um, you know, just throughout the years, uh, you know, just, just junior hockey, and I eventually finding my way to Adrian, Michigan. It's definitely you know, kind of a crazy journey, but uh, one unfortunate for it, for sure. What's been your favorite moment in a hockey rink? Um, I don't know. My first first pro win this year is hard to hard to that or the national championship are two pretty hard ones to, to you know go over. What's been your favorite thing about being in Indy so far? I think just being able to come to the rink and, and be with the guys each and every day. I think it's been a blast all year. It's something I look forward to. Whether you know I'm, things are going well or, or you know things aren't going so well, just being around a really group, good group of, of people every day is, is just you know awesome. What kind of relationship do you and Drizzy have as a goaltending tandem? Yeah, we're you know we really look out for each other. We root for each other. Um, he's an awesome friend, and, and that that definitely helps, um, especially you know going back to not knowing you know. Yeah. A lot of people knowing what we're going through. Mm-hmm. It just helps to have somebody in your corner that's you know you can support and is also supporting you as well. What's your goal here for the rest of the season? Um, just to do anything I can, just to, to help us keep going the way we're going and um, keep winning hockey games and you know hopefully uh, competing for a Kelly Cup. Cam, thank you so much. Good luck tonight, the Great. rest of the year. Thank you very much. Our next guest is one of several players who came to the Blackhawks organization. In a series of trades made at the NHL trade deadline, a couple of which 
involved the Blackhawks and the Anaheim Ducks organization, a deal that brought Logan Nyhoff and Max Golod to the Blackhawks organization, as well as a number of other players that have been in Rockford and players going from both the Hawks and the Rockford Icehogs to San Diego and Anaheim as well. Logan Nyhoff was a rookie, had never been traded in his career. He was two times the captain of the Regina Pats in the Western Hockey League and has had a really solid season starting the American Hockey League and has now played 10 games with the Fuel, has a goal and three assists and can play up and down the lineup as a left wing, really good for checker, somebody that has really been an asset to this team since joining the Fuel after that March 2nd NHL trade deadline deal. So here is our conversation with Fuel forward Logan Nyhoff. Logan, just describe this last month and your time here in Indy and what it's been like for you here. Yeah, it's it's been awesome. I think uh, I definitely wasn't expecting to be traded, and there's a bit of a whirlwind when it all happened, just getting here and whatnot. But since I've been here, it's been amazing. I mean, um, just the facilities, the staff, all the guys, it's been a really awesome experience so far. Well, coming from Tulsa to a team that's in a playoff race, how nice has that been to be in the mix looking forward to the postseason? Yeah, for sure. I haven't played a playoff game since I was 16 in the Western Hockey League, so uh, definitely to come to a team that, that has so many um, good players and you know, good coaching staff, it's definitely exciting. I'm looking forward to a long run. What is it like getting traded midseason? And obviously it was an AHL deal, and uh, and you were a part of a really large deal that came between Anaheim and Chicago organizations. What is that like for you? And just trying to get acclimated to a new team yeah i haven't been traded ever before in my life so it's definitely um something that was new to me and uh like i said i, I would definitely wasn't expecting it. it was 4 p.m on a thursday and i got a call so um but as, as far as that being behind us now it's it's been really easy to transition into the team the coaching and uh the players have all been really welcoming so it's been a really good fun start it's your rookie year. Just describe how that first year has gone for you and acclimating to the pro game, moving up from junior. Yeah, it's definitely been a big jump. I think mm-hmm. uh, starting in San Diego and then being sent down, you know, is is definitely challenging at times. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, being here, it feels like home, and it's it's been really good so far. What's the biggest difference between playing the Western Hockey League and playing here? I think just the size, mm-hmm. the speed, and the physicality for sure. I think there's a lot less time out there, and um, you know, obviously every player is a lot better. So. Uh, it's just for me been kind of the speed so far. You were a captain for two years in Regina. You come into a room full of guys that have worn a C at some point, either in junior or in college. What is that like being a leader amongst a group of leaders here in this room? Yeah, um, you know, obviously going from being the oldest guy to the youngest guy by quite a bit on this team. Um, I wouldn't say I have that much of a leadership role, but uh, I like to bring my, my work ethic and uh, just kind of little things I've learned as a leader with me everywhere I go. So it's been awesome to have some older guys that have uh, kind of helped show me the way I'm from. Describe the type of game you try to play. Uh, I try to like 
play a, a hard 200-foot game. Uh, I like to produce offensively, but I like to take pride in the little details as well. Who are some of the guys that you maybe tried to model your game after, guys you've looked up to? Um, as a kid, I used to love Ovechkin. Uh, McKinnon's my favorite player. But, um, I think both the Kachuk brothers are, are two guys that I like to watch a lot. As you uh, transition from the uh, from the Western Hockey League to the pros, you played against a lot of really good players in the WHL. Who's probably the best guy you played against? Um, best guy I've played against. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys you can look at, like Kirby Dock, um, Bowen Byram, those guys. Uh, you know, I was lucky enough to play with guys like Steele, Mahura, Bedard. So, obviously, it was cool to be able to watch and learn from those guys. But there's definitely a lot of a lot of good players. And, you know, playing against Coltrane and stuff, it's mm-hmm. been cool to, to play with them now. So what's Connor Bedard like to play with? Uh, I didn't play a ton with him, but obviously he's incredibly skilled and um, creates a lot of space and time for himself. And obviously the year he's having this year, he's, he's set himself up nicely for the draft. Got an empty netter last week to seal a win against Fort Wayne. And your first goal with a new team is always a special one, but especially that one, to be able to put a game away that was kind of a chippy rivalry game when you, you played a team twice in a week. Yeah, how special was that? Yeah, I mean, it obviously felt really nice to get the first uh, as a fuel player, and, you know, we battled hard against those guys, and, uh, you know, the games were definitely a little bit different than what we were used to, so it was nice to be able to finish that one away. What's been your favorite moment as a hockey player so far? Uh, favorite moment, I guess, I've had lots, but um, my favorite part of the game is just being around the team and you know, meeting so many new people, especially this year. It's It's been pretty cool so far. What's been your favorite thing about Indy so far? Um, just playing games, I guess. You know, obviously we have a lot of high-talented players and um, good coaches and good systems, so it's been fun to, to be on a team where we came in and kind of know the identity and, uh, you know, everyone's been buying in, so that's been really fun. What what are your goals for the rest of the year as we get down to the last ten games of the regular season, moving into the playoffs? Just to do whatever whatever I got to do to help this team win, and obviously we want to go out on a good note throughout the remaining of the regular season and uh, be feeling good going into the playoffs. Well, look, thank you so much. Good luck tonight, and the rest of the year. Awesome, thank you. Our final guest is one of several players the Fuel have signed from the college ranks this season since the college season has just ended. Defenseman Trevor Zins. Solid puck mover. He had an assist in his five games with the Fuel after playing this season at St. Thomas University, where he had eight points in 34 games, helping them transition from the Division Three ranks to Division One as they moved up across the board in all sports from D3 to D1. St. Thomas had been a powerhouse in a lot of sports at D3, but He started his career at St. Cloud State and then transferred to St. Thomas and played two seasons for them. And he is actually headed back to St. Thomas to finish his degree in business. And so wish Trevor Zins the best as he wraps up his academic year. Here is our conversation with fuel defenseman Trevor Zins. Trevor, you've gone from college hockey to uh, playing professionally here in uh, basically a month span. What has this transition been like for you over these last few weeks? I definitely say it's a learning experience, and uh, I'm happy to get to learn, understand what it takes mm-hmm. to be here, and 
Uh, I've definitely learned that over the course of my games here, and I'm excited to grow and continue to develop. What was it that led you to Indy? Uh, honestly, this them seeing what player I can be and giving me a chance, and I love that when people just give me a chance and show what I can do. What has been maybe the biggest adjustment moving from the college game to the pro game so far? Uh, just the little details, honestly. Uh, everyone's good with their sticks. Everyone's good with uh, just knowing where to be on the ice and uh, knowing what, they, what their job is. So that's like the biggest difference, and uh, I'd say a little bit more stronger, too. Do, do you see yourself just getting better, more confident each game, each shift you're out there as you get used to this level? Yeah, I see myself getting yeah, more comfortable, more confident, and, uh, especially each game. So been paired a lot with Matt Watson. What's he been like to, to work with as a D partner? Uh, very very good. Knows what to do. Uh, I can trust him that when I join the rush or something, I know he'll be there for me. And likewise, we'll switch and stuff. So I, I like playing with him a lot. As a bit of a puck mover, just kind of describe the type of game you try to play and what your strengths are. Uh, I think my strengths are, like you said, just puck moving and uh, getting the puck to the forwards and breaking that puck out and enjoying the rush when I can and creating offense when I can. And uh, something I'll need to work on and from these games is just a little bit more better at defense, but that's always a growing experience. So. You were part of a program at St. Thomas basically transitioning into Division One. What was that like to be with a program that moved from the D3 level to the D1 level? And obviously, having had the experience you had at St. Cloud, how were you a part of helping that transition? I mean, at the end of the day, I didn't play much at St. Cloud, but mm-hmm. I still learned what it takes to be a good culture group and a good Division One pro- program like St. Cloud is. So I was a little confident coming in that I could bring some of the pieces I learned there to St. Thomas and help to grow it. And I think uh, from the first year to the second year, we did a great job of growing a lot, and I'm excited to see what they can do in the future. What was that? Was there a really big jump from last year to this year as you essentially got that second year of being a Division One program under your belt? Yeah, it was, I was more comfortable with what it, what it took to be there, and uh, just like it is here, like the more games you play, the more comfortable you get, the more confident you get, so it's definitely more comfortable this year than I was the first year playing. So. so what led you to the college route? And I know for a lot of guys, that's, there's that choice, major, junior, or college. How did you end up choosing the college route? Uh, honestly, just growing up in Minnesota, it's always a college hockey place, yeah. and uh, I mean, it's the state of hockey, so everyone mm-hmm. wants to go play for the, the Minnesota teams, and I got lucky to go to St. Cloud, and uh, school is a big part of my life as well, so that's why I got to finish school here at St. Thomas and uh, see where that takes me. Are you uh, are you taking classes online now, finishing out your semester? I, have to, I actually have to go back and finish okay. after this weekend, but uh, unfortunately I have to go and be in person for those ones. But so good to, good to get, a good, get a good degree and stuff. So. Yeah. So what's your major? Uh, just general business. Okay. Uh, a little bit of finance as well. So what are you hoping to do with that after your playing career is done? I don't know. I'm just focused <laughs> on my playing career yeah. after that. But yeah, we'll see. So what has been your favorite thing about being in Indy here so far? Uh, just the group of guys, the coaches, and everyone here, and obviously the fan base. It's fun to play out here and see everyone cheering us on, so it's awesome. So, yeah, obviously heading back to Minnesota here to finish out your semester, but what have been your goals here from this taste that you've had, and then what are you hoping to do this summer to help solidify yourself at this level going forward? Uh, yeah, like I said, I've learned a lot in these games I've played. Uh, this summer i got to focus on just getting stronger and just a little quicker and uh, take what I've learned and come into camp wherever I go and just 
take that, handle it, and grow as a player. What's been your favorite thing about being an indie so far? Uh, just the boys, the group of guys, the coaches, and just uh, enjoying enjoying that, playing out in front of fans and stuff. Um, thank you so much for your time. Good luck today and, and the rest of the semester as well. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. So that's Fuel Defenseman Trevor Zins on this edition of the Under the Hood podcast as we talk to him as well as our other two guests prior to the games last weekend. Lots of hockey coming up at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum this weekend, Friday the 31st. The Wheeling Nailers visit for a 7 o'clock face-off. It's Made in America night. We'll also be honoring first responders, and it's a do three one seven night on Friday night, presented by the Army National Guard and IBEW Local 481. Saturday night, the Fuel are in Toledo. Sunday, they'll be home against Kalamazoo, 5 o'clock face-off for a family fun day and a kids eat free day on Sunday. Next weekend, no game on Friday. The Fuel will be home against Iowa on Saturday the 8th. It's Pucks and Paws night. If you want to bring your furry friend to the game, you'll have to go to IndieFuelHockey.com and buy a special Pucks and Paws package that will include a ticket for your dog. Bring your dog to the game. Pucks and Paws night on Saturday the 8th. And then Sunday the 9th, it's our final family fun day of the year as the Fuel take on the Cincinnati Cyclones at 4 o'clock. It's also a kids eat free day, and there will be a post-game skate as well. And Tommy Hawk, the Blackhawks mascot, will be in attendance, as well as the Easter Bunny to celebrate Easter. That game was originally scheduled in December, was postponed due to some inclement weather in December, and as a result, moved to April 9th. And then the regular season the home portion of that season will conclude on Friday, April 14th with the Fort Wayne Comets visiting. And that'll be a seven o'clock face off on fan appreciation night. And the first 1500 fans as well will receive a mystery bobblehead. So that's fan appreciation night on April 14th. And then the playoffs. And again, you can get your tickets for those games as well as our three home playoff games in the first round at Ticketmaster.com, the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office, as well as visiting IndieFuelHockey.com or calling 317-925-FUEL and asking for a ticket rep to secure your seats for all of the Fuel's remaining games on the 2022-23 season and also the three home playoff games in the opening round of the Kelly Cup playoffs. We're glad you've joined us on this edition of the Under the Hood podcast. I am Andrew Smith. We will see you at the rink. Thanks for going Under the Hood with the Indie Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndieFuelHockey.com.